0: It is the Fantasy Finish Line Podcast. Today is Wednesday, December 29th, 2021. The last show of the season. Week 17 NFL Fantasy Preview. And it's time to examine your championship lineups.
1: Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Cheers. So it is Week 17.
0: It is Week 17. I am Jason Evans. Across from me here, Mr. David Biggs. And it is Week 17 in the NFL, which means Fantasy Football Championship. For the first time being held in Week 17 in Sane Leagues. There were, of course, insane leagues that used to do them in Week 17, the final, the former final week of the season.
1: Yeah, and I'm interested in these discussions, and we should definitely have a commissioner podcast at some point, which can also be sort of evergreen content. Because, I feel like this is the thing that you like to bring up every week that we never end up doing. Well, let's let's do one this off season. Well, oh,
0: I mean, I'm I'm all for
1: it. But the the concept being, I am the commissioner after all. We've been talking in this season, for example, and not to sidetrack us, but just two topics that we could broach uh, uh, for this particular podcast for example are uh, perhaps doing point per first down instead of point per reception and there's many reasons for and against that
0: oh i'm a big uh fan of that lately
1: you're a fan of the idea of it i like the idea
0: of it i want to see the implementation yeah. my thought is taking a half point per reception league making it a full point per first down league would accomplish two things it would increase the scoring which i'm always a fan of and doing it in a reasonable way, and it would uh, assign points to the players that help their team the most.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't want to get too too far in the um, you know in the weeds on this because uh, because I already have like four or five things swirling around in my head. But it's definitely a topic we should talk about. Uh, and the the other thing is just talking about the way that people do championships, because for example. There are some leagues that do a two-week championship uh, for for the finals to kind of take away a little bit more of that randomness, and that is an also an idea that you could do and cut the regular season one week shorter, which isn't that big of a deal considering they just extended it another week. Yeah. So, I would love to be involved in some leagues, maybe some that we start that. That Maybe try some of these different ideas, and definitely we should have a conversation about it in the off-season.
0: For sure, and we'll, you know, I I don't know, just try all kinds of new things in fantasy. Yeah. So, we are drinking this evening Unani, uh, which is a um, brewery near Chicago, and the name of the beer is, uh, give me some volume there, Dave.
1: Are you you pronouncing it on YouTube? Yeah. Bish. It's pêche. It was anticlimactic. So it's an American
0: wild ale fermented with peaches. uh, And I believe pêche is actually French for fishing. fish, And not peaches. So I I don't know. I don't speak French. Maybe somebody can chime in and tell me that I'm wrong.
1: I have a whole side of my family that all speaks fluent French, so I'll ask him.
0: Okay, perfect. Um, And then uh, we (laughs) also have the New Glarus Fat Squirrel, which is a nut brown ale. Yeah, I'm drinking that right now.
1: And uh, what do you got over there? I have a Spotted Cow Ale, also from New Glarus, from Wisconsin, and uh, a local beer here uh, from a Brewery in Algonquin and Scorched Earth called Asteroid Juice. Asteroid Juice. So you know we have a variety of beers, and uh, for our last show this season, uh, I'm gonna try and finish up all the the beers on the table.
0: That is a noble goal. Thank you. Don't drink my beer though. <laughs> Okay, if you're if you're you know expanding your reach to everything on the table, then I may need to.
1: I'll let you move this out of your reach. I'll let you go ahead and <laughs> you, you can have what's in your own glass.
0: All right. So it is uh, week 17 in the NFL. It is championship time. Maybe you're playing for a consolation third place prize. Hopefully, your league is still good enough to give out some money or at least something for third place. So you've got something to play for. In that case. Uh, So, today we're going to do the usual go around the NFL, talk about some stuff. And then we're mostly going to go over lineup decisions and like maybe some players to acquire for week 17. So, if you're listening to us live, please get those questions in. We want to answer as many of those as we can in order to, um, you know, help everybody get an idea of uh, either or questions because that's all you're going to be thinking about all week long. There's no Thursday game. So, you got to wait till Sunday to play football. And I think that's a good thing. I wish that all of the championship weeks uh, could eliminate the stupid Thursday night game. You don't have to worry about the, um, you know, the the question about oh, should I start a player on
1: Thursday because you know they're borderline, but do I need to count Thursday against them? This guy is so worried about Thursday. And and in fact, uh, when we've seen stats come up, uh, the the actual um, analysis proves that yeah. Thursday night games aren't actually any worse than regular. I know, games.
0: but fantasy football is about feel, <laughs> and and what I feel. That I should start is not players on Thursday unless they're named like Jonathan Taylor. Well,
1: then I was going to say, the next year you definitely don't have to start players like Tyree Kill, Jonathan <laughs> Taylor, or Dalvin Cook against maybe, me. On maybe Thursday. a
0: Travis Kelsey. You know, I'll, I'll go ahead with those guys. He's like
1: tight ends on Thursdays. Don't I don't worry so much about them. It's tight end Thursday. Okay, but but don't start don't start studs Doesn't on Thursday. Doesn't tight end Tuesday like rhyme better? Yeah, but Taco already kind of fills that out. Yeah, we don't have Taco Thursday. Yeah, but Taco is somewhat related to fantasy football. In what way? Vis-a-vis the league. Ah, yes. Every league has
0: its own taco. That's right. And if you don't know who it is, that means you're the taco.
1: And you should go watch the league.
0: Yes, everyone should watch it. Or at least least the first season of the league. The first season or two is excellent.
1: Uh huh. Just
0: remember who Chad Johnson is. Before he was Ocho Cinco. That's right. Okay, Dave, why don't you take us around the NFL, let us know what's up.
1: We'll do. And uh, as, as Jason was mentioning, of course, we we have all our content on drink5.com. And please subscribe to our uh, podcast and all of the videos here on YouTube. If you get a chance, you can just search for Drink 5. We would greatly appreciate it. If you're listening on another channel like Spotify or Stitcher or, or uh, Apple Podcasts, you can subscribe there as well. And, and give and us a review. We appreciate it just the same. Reviews are also fantastic. We have a couple out there on Apple Podcasts right now, and thank you for all those people who have reviewed our podcast. Whether positive or negative, You know, uh, we just want to hear it and get feedback. So around the NFL – Uh, The biggest news this particular week is that new COVID protocols were enacted by the NFL based on CDC guidance. And I don't want to get too much in the weeds on this either. Uh, But what I do want to mention is for those people who may not understand exactly what that means, uh, those players, whether uh, vaccinated or, or unvaccinated, can again play after five days. Now, that's five days since the initial positive swab that they've had. Uh, there has to be at least 24 hours since the last fever. Other symptoms like cough or, or sneezes, et cetera, have to be resolved or improved. Uh, as we were talking earlier, a lot of this is, is somewhat subjective. But what really matters yeah. is, that, uh, is that the league is now viewing it um, in, in the way that the CDC is. And they're pretty much the fastest adopters of this, uh, of, of anybody, because they're interested in playing these games.
0: That's very true. I mean, it's definitely the case that a lot of businesses are gonna um, not have the motivation to adopt it as quickly as the CDC. Yeah, they're like but the Let's NFL get it out. Let's was get like. <laughs> I mean, for all we know, Roger Goodell was calling the CDC saying, "Can we uh, make some changes here?"
1: No, come on. Not saying
0: that he can, but he's <laughs> totally the kind of guy who would try.
1: Sure. Uh, So vaccinated players now can test out in less than five days, of course, because if they were asymptomatic or whatever, uh, they can still play. Uh, The unvaccinated players have to be out at least five days after the initial positive test. What this does allow is for previously out players last week, like Mike Williams or, or Carson Wentz who are players that otherwise would have been out in week 17, will now be able to play, assuming that they have passed the the guidelines and referendum that is, is now listed under the guidelines for COVID-19.
0: It's definitely a lower bar for returning. There was a lot of hoops to jump through. Now there's fewer and they're easier.
1: And I, I have to say, I think uh, Jason and I uh, agree with, with this change. And it's kind of nice that they've been able to implement it so quickly. I bet the uh, the... The people in the uh, NFL corporate halls were running around the halls all crazy for like a week.
0: As a fantasy football player, I'm happy. <laughs> you know, I have no opinion other, of it otherwise because I'm no expert. But, it, you know, if I want to be an expert in one thing in my life, it's fantasy football. And I know that this is good for fantasy
1: football. There you go. So we're, we're going to see more players, and we already have seen some, that are now active that were previously out or or suspected to be out uh, for various reasons for Week 17. Let's turn our attention to Sam Darnold and Trey Lance, who both appear to be in line to start for their respective teams. Now, Darnold is irrelevant at this point, point. Uh, and who knows if Cam Newton will jump back in or, or what yeah. will happen. But Trey Lance could be worth a start this week, and we're going to talk a little bit more about him later on the show. Elijah Mitchell could be back for the 49ers. How will Trey Lance filling in for the injured Garoppolo affect Mitchell's fantasy production? well uh again we'll we'll talk a little bit about that later but jason what do you think about elijah mitchell who has done so well is he going to be someone that you would start if you had on your squad right now and certainly i think we both agree that jeff wilson is not a startable uh guy on your roster if elijah mitchell is in the lineup
0: Uh, uh to that latter statement i completely agree with you um The question being then, will you see a split or will you see majority Elijah Mitchell? And I do believe that what we'll wind up seeing is majority Elijah Mitchell. So they play Houston this week. Houston's giving up the sixth most points to opposing running backs. Sure. Um, Just to give you an idea of what they've done in the last three weeks. 26.3 points to Rashad Penny in week 14, 16.3 to James Robinson in week 15, and 30.2 to Justin
1: Jackson. So it sounds like a, a positive... <laughs>
0: so start Elijah Mitchell Positive game playing. script for Elijah. Uh, as long as there's not whispers of he'll be splitting or he's not all the way healthy yet. Like, if he's practicing on Thursday, Friday in regular practice mode, then, you know, full speed ahead with him. I definitely want to remind everyone keep an eye on when people practice because it's only Wednesday when we're recording this. Wednesday is generally the first time that we receive any type of injury information on any players, and uh, a lot of players will sit out due to being a veteran and they just need some rest, stuff like that, uh, or or they're being slowly uh, brought back in after an injury like Elijah Mitchell. So um, as long as he practices, you know, not even in full necessarily Thursday and Friday, but is stacking those consecutive days at practice that's the most important thing and i think that if that is the case you definitely want to start him because houston is hot garbage when it comes to defending running backs
1: yeah i think that's very succinct uh, i personally have elijah mitchell uh up in the the rankings right now uh but he will uh maybe even climb higher up there as soon as we have some more information about him uh actually starting uh because as of now he is not. Uh, he is not actually starting and in, in the roster. He he is just practicing. Well, he wasn't limited... on the IR, right? No, but he's practicing in a limited fashion.
0: Right, and they, I don't think he was practicing at all last week. So right. it's a good um, trend. Yeah, or it's the
1: beginning of a trend. We're looking day. at Thursday to, uh, to really open our eyes at some of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, Jared Goff with a, a knee injury, Lamar Jackson with an ankle, and James Conner with a heel injury are all still up in the air. I have a decent chance at starting. So, again, pay attention to reports throughout the week. That's the most important thing that you can do. If you have those guys on your roster, Lamar Jackson may start. Jared Goff, we're going to talk about a little bit later as well. Uh, and James Conner, uh, that's a tough one because you have Edmonds, who did a really good job last week. If there is only one running back in the Arizona offense, they're going to to put forth a lot of fantasy production. Yeah. When they're both splitting, as we saw earlier in the season, we tend to uh, uh, to downgrade them. But if, if they have a 1A, 1B relationship, or if there's only one or the other, then uh, they, they do really well in that offense.
0: And they are playing Dallas this week. Dallas's defense is playing out of their minds, and um, if it's a split situation in Arizona, you probably want to avoid it. And as far as the players that we listed there, uh, Goff, Lamar Jackson, and James Conner, I would say those are in um, order of how likely, at least I think, that they'll actually start. I think Goff has a good chance. Lamar Jackson feels like a coin flip at this point, and James Conner uh, feels like the least likely of the three to start. But you know, this is what we know as of nine fourteen PM on Wednesday night.
1: Adam Thielen with ankle surgery is out for the season and Dalvin Cook has been activated for the Vikings. So for the Vikings, more of the same for Jefferson and Cook. Uh, I, I don't know if Kirk Cousins will have a good game or bad. That's, that's traditionally been very difficult to tell uh, based on the game script and everything else. But Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook are healthy and playing, and those guys are starting on your roster unless you're insane.
0: Well, let me see here. Uh, Kirk Cousins playing a very familiar opponent in the Green Bay Packers. Um, he has played Eight games against the Packers, he is four three and one with eighteen touchdowns and five interceptions, two hundred and twenty four yards total. That would accounts for two hundred and eighty one yards per game. um So I, I definitely like Kirk Cousins uh, historically against Green Bay, and um, as a owner of Justin Jefferson in a league where I'm in a championship. Big fan.
1: Yeah, especially with Adam Thielen out now for the whole season. And you've definitely got an in-division opponent that they're familiar with. It's not like this is a team that they're, uh, you know, um, uh, trying to come up with. Ideas on how to attack. They... And
0: the, yeah, and the Packers defense really still has nightmares, probably, of what Delvin Cook did to them last year. <laughs> so, with him back, that means that all this extra safety help uh, for the Packers is going to have to mostly focus on Delvin Cook, and that'll leave Justin Jefferson not single covered in any means. And I mean, I don't even know if they play zone or man, to be honest with you, but. Um, Like, it's less likely that there'll be that extra guy around to cover Justin Jefferson because of the Dalvin Cook factor. So even though Adam Thielen is gone, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that Justin Jefferson will get all this extra attention.
1: Yeah, but you're starting Justin Jefferson on your team. No matter
0: what. I mean, he's a top five wide receiver.
1: Yep. Uh, Darren Waller put on the IR list now. He's out for the season. His fill in Foster Moreau led the Raiders in receiving last week, but he's only averaging just above seven points per game. Now a lot of that has to do with uh, with touchdowns and red zone looks, et cetera. But the, the concept here is that um, people thought that if they just slotted in Foster Moreau a couple <laughs> weeks ago, that they would get the same kind of production that Darren Waller was getting. Now, there's two reasons that that's a bad idea. The first reason is that Darren Waller actually hasn't been doing that well this year because he's been double covered by, uh, by the defensive schemes who have realized that he is maybe the biggest threat that the Raiders have to offer. Uh, the second reason is that Foster Moreau is not as good as Darren Waller. And so not even close because of that, uh, it's someone to think about if you have absolutely no other options on your tight end list. And we'll talk about CJ Uzoma, for example, uh, later in the podcast, but if you can help it, if there's someone that has more upside, then Foster is probably not the guy for you to play. Because an average of seven points for that position is simply not enough for you to reach out, pay FAAB for, uh, you know, try your hardest to start. Foster is not the guy for you.
0: Yeah, uh, if um, we're looking for a tight end to pick up, there are a few guys, uh, well, we'll talk about Uzoma later, but one guy that didn't make our list, uh, but is only owned in 48% of Flea Flicker leagues is Gerald Everett who has uh, an average of 10.87 points over the last three games. And he is definitely not a target hog, but he's doing a lot with those targets. And a lot of that's because of touchdowns. He's a bit touchdown dependent.
1: Well, there you go. That was an upside player. Yeah. You know, if you, if you have a touchdown as a tight end, Everett, for example, then you're probably scoring more points than both Foster and Uzoma. But if, if you don't get the touchdown, you might have 1.7 points.
0: It's, I mean, he had week 13 negative 1.3.
1: That's not a good performance. That's not
0: what you need in the fantasy playoffs, I
1: mean, it's, but... It's not turning out good Good numbers on You that, know, right.
0: in the last uh, seven Ooh. weeks, he has three double-digit performances. We're talking about, you know, scraping the waiver wire. So there's not going to be much better than that that you're going to find.
1: It sounds like you're looking to start Everett on one of your teams.
0: I'm considering it, and we'll get to that. We're going to talk about the teams that we have in uh, either championship or consolation uh, third-place games and the decisions we have. And um, I actually didn't write this one down. I'm going to write it down real quick That's while you talk idea.
1: about the next thing. Well, you write it down on pencil and paper, and I will uh, move on to the next uh, the next item. Yes, please. These, this guy's got a notepad over there. Uh, Miles, I, I am
0: the kind of guy that would write all that down on Miles,
1: paper. Miles Sanders, who uh, has a broken hand. Is out for week seventeen, uh, and for a guy who who catches a lot of passes in the backfield, a broken hand is just not going to do it for you, Miles. Uh, more on his replacements later I mean, in the show. He
0: also has to carry the football, so yeah, that's okay. yeah, that's a thing. You just to
1: shove it against the body a little just, bit. Uh, DeAndre Swift should be back this week for the first time since he was injured in week 12 in weeks 10 and 11. He had 130 and 136 rushing yards respectively. So, uh, another great option right there. Although I have heard some people, uh, whispering on Twitter about how you should not start Swift this week. Uh, get more on that later. Uh, from Ian Rappaport on, on Twitter, the Chiefs are expected to get tight end Travis Kelsey back from the COVID-19 list, and he should practice today. Uh, today. And, again, another guy who uh, who maybe wouldn't have gotten back so quickly, but Travis Kelsey was one of the first people last week to have gone on the list. And yeah. so it, there was it,
0: some question as to whether or not he would play this week, right. and one of my opponents kind of rolled the dice, you know, thinking that he might come back.
1: Yeah. Um, well, it looks like he's going to be know, back. He
0: rolled snake eyes you know to my benefit but so the it wasn't
1: an unreasonable thing to do let, tell me the rules of this dice game
0: <laughs> i'm making them up as i go along
1: the uh i think there was news earlier today saying the only player who didn't practice on the chiefs was uh, did you see that no who was it i don't know
0: someone completely random that we've never heard
1: of let's roll the dice
0: <laughs> that's not how this game works
1: <laughs> i don't remember but you you're could, not following you could look it up but point is the chiefs are, are right now very healthy uh, and all practicing, which yeah. is which is very good. And Tyreek Hill last week, after coming off the COVID list, was apparently pretty sick, didn't do very well against the Steelers, and uh, the news that came down the pipeline said that he was very exhausted, uh, he was having trouble keeping up with the defense, etc. Yeah. Uh And that could be maybe just you know marked down to the fact that he was sick, right? It, right. Some, if, sometimes if it's not that hard to figure out. If you're sick out. all week,
0: you can't go run sprints on Sunday. Yeah. That's, you know, and that's what Tyreek Hill does.
1: And as Jason says, no Thursday night football. So let's rejoice uh, about that and move on to the weekend. (laughs) Cheers to no more Thursday night football. No more Thursday night football until next year. No, I don't really want to cheers because I like Thursday night football. (laughs) But I get your point. I get your point. I'm just really tired of bad
0: Thursday night football.
1: I get your point. That's a cool song. Not bad. the intro might be a little long so jason let's talk about some lineup decisions now you had mentioned earlier that we were going to talk about tough decisions from your lineup and my lineup uh or lineups that are in our championship games that we're going to be playing this week
0: well i believe you're in two championships
1: congratulations well we don't have to get into specific Um, numbers but but yes (laughs) yeah i I don't want to embarrass you i'm sorry (laughs) i have i have two uh championship games uh, but Nicely done. You're in 35 leagues, so it's good that you made two. Not 35. <laughs> the ratio is better than that. Okay, but I, I'll tell you. You know, first of all, it doesn't really matter how many championship games you get into. Uh, if you've played enough fantasy football, you realize that if you're doing well at it, you're going to win championships. And some some years you just don't do as well, right? And that a lot of that has to do with luck because. Uh, you've put all your chips on the table. You've done all the research, etc. But I uh, have generally been in a lot of championships, and so have you uh, every year. And and that's a good indicator, really. I
0: don't think we're we're. I don't think either of us were in last year, well, and the,
1: that was like a, that was a rarity. Again, these things happen. But yeah. But but what's important is uh, to keep trying and to and to keep putting your. Uh, uh, your best step forward, yeah. and to changing your philosophies uh, for to things that, that actually work out.
0: If you get very frustrated with it, as we have seen and we have been in the past, take some time away from it. You know, I'm not saying turn off the podcast. I'm saying, you know, remember that it's just a game and that, um, you know, in a month you're going to want to play fantasy football again. <laughs>
1: Uh, so let's let's talk about some of these uh, lineup decisions, and and here's one for me. Uh, this is in a PPR league, and okay. I have uh, Sony Michelle versus Devin Singletary. Now, let me tell you a little bit about this this particular decision. Okay. Uh, so so in this league, uh, let me look it up here. So
0: Sony Michelle uh, is playing against the Ravens. They play in Baltimore, and uh, Devin Singletary, the Bills are at home. They are facing. Um, I knew this earlier, and now they're facing the Falcons.
1: So, so in this league, I have uh, <clears throat> I have Aaron Jones uh, already playing versus Minnesota. Yes, uh, and I have Check. I have uh, Elijah Mitchell who could also be involved in this decision. Okay, uh, I have Chase Edmonds who could be involved in this decision, and, Okay. and Devin Singletary. So basically, in the second spot. Uh, assuming Aaron Jones is healthy, I'm going to play him in the first spot. Second spot is either Chase Edmonds, Elijah Mitchell, Sony Michelle, or Devin Singletary, which gets a little more complicated.
0: Sure, that it's very complicated. That's a lot of players to consider. Uh-huh. Um, off the top of my head, I would say give me Sony Michelle because he's in maybe the best offense that you listed, and he is a primary back, um, like a standout primary back.
1: So, so if if James Conner was not to play, then perhaps Chase Edmonds would move up there. Uh, uh, Devin Singletary, who has been has been like marked now as the primary back in the Buffalo offense, is yes. another guy who is a possibility. Uh, if there is someone that we could uh, maybe rule out, um, see, I don't know who that would be. So, so, what would you do if you were in my situation? You do Sony Michelle. And I Aaron normally Jones?
0: do what you're saying. Is I, let's start by ruling out players. Who are the two that
1: aren't written down here? Uh, so again, Sony Michelle, Elijah Mitchell, Elijah Chase Mitchell. Edmonds, Devin Singletary.
0: So I like Mitchell a lot. We talked about him earlier. Houston's giving up the fourth most points against to running backs. Um, Devin Singletary's playing Atlanta. They're giving up the ninth most points. Both of those um, feel like good matchups, but both of those also feel like um, games that could be uh, out of the running back's control. So Elijah Mitchell, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, Trey Lance is probably going to start this week. Uh, Or did we already talk about
1: it? Uh, not not specifically, but Trey Lance w- will be the starter over Garoppolo uh ninety five percent. Yeah, yeah,
0: he's he's further down our list uh to discuss more in depth. But uh because of that I may be a slightly hesitant when you're looking at, you know, all of these options. Um so I mean I, I would I would cross off Devin Singletary and the next one I would probably cross off is
1: Elijah Mitchell. So Chase Edmonds versus Sony Michelle. Yeah, and Chase Edmonds has a great offense so if James Conner doesn't play you you, have, you see no issues with uh Cam Akers uh Cam Akers generally just being someone that they expect to uh come in on a couple downs if he plays at all uh and Sony Michel still expected to to play the majority of the downs yes absolutely I'm saying that uh, I already know it but uh, no th- I see it the same <laughs> way as you and
0: then and then what I look at is the Chase Edmonds matchup he's playing Dallas and the um, Sony Michelle matchup, they're playing Baltimore. Baltimore's run defense isn't shabby, um, but Dallas is better. Also, Baltimore is way more likely to give up points, and uh, LA should be able to move the ball well against them,
1: right, which so could result in you know just this, the easy goal line carries. So, who do you pick for me to start? I like Sony Michelle. Yeah, I've got him in for right now, so that's that's uh, yeah. agreed upon. Cheers to that. Uh, PPR flex. Uh, A.J. Green, Laquan Treadwell, or Rashad Penny? Uh, And and that is in a, um, as I said, a PPR PPR league. League. So,
0: let's see. Obviously, A.J. Green, they're playing Dallas. Ooh, you know, I I don't want to start anybody against Dallas this week. (laughs) They're playing so damn well. Um, And A.J. Green... Uh, last week, I told everybody start AJ Green. He's going to have a huge game. I and remember he just that. Did not. Uh, I don't know that they are necessarily going to be able to, you know. So uh, Rashad Penny did really to him well last week. Uh, as
1: much. Uh, Laquan Treadwell also has been doing well for the past three weeks. Uh, he's someone who keeps popping up on my lists of like players to acquire. You know, he was a number one draft pick that didn't really play to the capacity that he should it's possible now on Jacksonville that he's found a spot uh that's good for him, but unfortunately it's with Jacksonville, which means that the consistency may not be there from the from the quarterback and the offensive uh uh passing schemes.
0: I, I agree. So in these um in these questions, it's usually the, the last spot in your starting lineup is what we're talking about. You're talking about your flex spot. I like to go with matchups in these cases, so AJ Green, as discussed, he's playing Dallas, not a great matchup. Laquan Treadwell, they're playing, um, they're playing, I believe, New England, uh, another just awful matchup for him. And then you've got Rashad Penny. The Seahawks are playing the Lions. So the Lions are playing better, but they are not nearly at the Dallas and New England sort of level at the moment. Plus, Rashad Penny has just been a madman lately. So it is a full PPR league, yes. Yep. I don't know that Rashad Penny gets too many catches, um, but neither of those receivers are like you know ten catch a game guys. So I think I have to lean Rashad Penny here.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I uh... who who did you have slotted in at the moment? It is uh, it is difficult for me to make that decision, but currently I have Rashad Penny in. Okay, but I, I have Joe Mixon, Sony Michelle, and Rashad Penny in uh, on that league.
0: Yeah, that's a nice setup that you got going on there. It's, it's working
1: out. <laughs> it's nice. There's a reason you're in a championship game there. That's a dynasty league, so I got those guys for a while. Very nice. Um, And then my last decision is uh, Colts versus Chiefs in defensive. Now, this is a league where I play two defensive positions each week. Okay. Uh, In this particular week, uh, I have slotted in the Colts and the Saints. The Saints have a great matchup against Carolina. Uh, and the Colts are playing Las Vegas, the Chiefs I also have on my bench, and they've been playing out of their minds, they're going up against Cincinnati though, who has Joe Burrow, who's been playing out of his mind, so right now I have uh, uh, the Chiefs benched in favor of the Colts, I think the Colts matchup is is not bad against Las Vegas, uh, and I'm looking for uh, some some affirmation there.
0: Um, so actually, as, when it comes to giving up points to opposing DSTs, um, the Raiders and the Bengals are are twelfth or sorry eleventh and thirteenth, um, or thirteenth and fifteenth. I'll for the year. I'll get it right for the year. So over the last few weeks, um, Kansas City was able to score twenty four points against uh, Oakland. Uh, that was two weeks ago. As far as Cincinnati goes, they've done pretty well at um, limiting the opposing defense and special teams. Both teams been playing a little bit better lately. So I guess you have to go with what team is more turnover prone. And in that case, I would probably lean towards um the Raiders because they are not playing um for as much as the as the Bengals and they um uh, I don't even know if Derek Carr has more like picks than Joe Burrow. Yeah. Um so I guess I would go against the Raiders there.
1: Well, plus uh, what I tend not to do is go uh, against a team that is trending up. Clearly the Bengals have uh, found some fire. Um, and and so I don't and know. And the Colts
0: should be getting Darius Leonard back as well.
1: Yeah, I like, I like the Colts defense. I currently have them in. So I appreciate your... Your advice and it's really just uh, backed up what I've already had in my lineup. So that's, hey, that's the way it goes. That's great. Why don't you tell us uh, what your lineup decisions are? Okay,
0: so week? in a full PPR league, I have um, I have another embarrassment of riches like you do at running back position. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll brag about them for just one second. I've got Joe Mixon, Ronald Jones, and Ezekiel Elliott currently slotted in with Rashad Penny on the bench. Um, Now, obviously, with a flex spot, I'm starting all three. I do not have a worthy wide receiver to take the spot of any of those uh, guys, so it will be three running backs here. At the moment, I've got Zeke in. They're going to be playing Arizona, but I really want to find a reason to put Rashad Penny in. So can I possibly start Rashad Penny over Ezekiel Elliott? Like, I want to be convinced of this, but I just feel like you know, one of the things you do in the championship game is, you know, don't get too cute and use the guys that got you there. And even though Zeke hasn't had a great year, um, he's got like 12 touchdowns on the year. He's doing enough.
1: I a hundred percent think that you should put in Penny instead of Zeke and, uh, and Ezekiel Elliott is going to continue to have that limited workload. Uh, also has Tony Pollard on the team who's going to be slotting in and getting carries. Uh, and and Rashad Penny, he he's he had 135 rushing yards and a touchdown on 17 carries just recently. Uh, he's he's going against the Lions defense that allows the third most fantasy points per game to the position. Yeah, and uh, I just don't see how you can uh, how you can play a fading Elliott over a surging Penny. So
0: you you've got great points there. Plus, um, Arizona. You know, playing against Elliott, giving up the seventh fewest fantasy points. To They're the a better back defense. Position. It
1: just it just seems like, and it, I believe that C. Uh, Elliott only had nine touches last week, nine carries, one reception. He had thirty two fantasy points uh, in his last two games, yeah. and the the Cardinals are eleventh uh, against fantasy backs over the last five weeks. So Elliott still has a chance to get a touchdown or two. I mean, he's got he's got two hundred and thirty eight points
0: on the year. Like he's been doing plenty sure he certainly hasn't lived up quite to his draft spot well you
1: know you know what this is it's this is a uh this is a floor versus ceiling and good it, point. it really depends on who you're playing and if they're if they're projected for a lot more points than you or if you just want to play more conservative and consistent and uh it, it sucks to not play penny like unless you're in a dynasty league why do you have him on your roster if you're not going to play my him?
0: opponent's got cooper cup elvin camara Debo Samuel, a lot of really high upside Those guys guys. are going to
1: score 20 to 30 points.
0: Yeah, so I think you're right. I think I need to probably go with uh, Rashad Penny here because he's going to get a lot more work than Zeke. And with that alone, he's probably going to uh, have at least as many points.
1: Certainly possible.
0: Okay, Um, so we have a question at the chat room. Uh, um, Josh Allen versus Atlanta or Tom Brady versus the Jets? So, um, I mean, that's a great problem to have. You have two top-notch <laughs> quarterbacks. Um, I would almost lean Josh Allen because the Jets tend to give up so much on the ground. Allen's my that number one good against. Yeah, that they're good against uh, quarterbacks.
1: Br- Brady only has Brown. Brown is slightly injured. They have serious problems right now with their offense. Uh, and people are double covering Gronkowski, which means that there's not a lot for them to do. Yep. Uh, Allen does not have that problem. In fact, he has more people coming back.
0: More Week 17 problems. Uh, Stephon Diggs versus Atlanta or Devontae Adams versus Minnesota? I-, I can't ever sit Devontae Adams for the most part.
1: Yeah, Adams is the... Adams is Adams the, is the er wide receiver. Adams is the best wide receiver in the NFL. Uh, if, and the best fantasy football wide receiver. If there wasn't a Cooper Cup this year. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're tied. But you can't start Diggs over Adams because although Allen and Diggs uh, connect quite often, there's been many opportunities that have been lost. This Diggs
0: year. is frequently not the most targeted or at least the highest number of receptions on his team. Because there's, Whereas well, Devontae Adams is that every single week.
1: Yeah, the opportunities are, are there for other players on the Bills. They're not there for other players on the Packers. Uh, so you have to start Adams, you have to start Allen, but don't don't start Brady and Diggs, or you will lose your championship.
0: Uh, so Rashad Penny versus Detroit, or David Montgomery versus the Giants. Uh, I, I think we answered this earlier with our glowing endorsement of uh, Rashad Penny. I I mean, I I would go Penny here. Do you have a reason to want to start David Montgomery instead?
1: Uh yes. I think David Montgomery is is a much higher rated and higher uh floor player than Rashad Penny. You must not have Montgomery on any of your fantasy teams. Uh, David Mo- don't. David uh, Montgomery has been very good this year uh, at scoring a lot of fantasy points.
0: I do my best to ignore everything Chicago Bears.
1: Well, like him or not, Montgomery <laughs> Montgomery is a better option this week than Penny or Ezekiel Elliott or Aaron Jones or Josh Jacobs or any of those guys. Oh, okay. I mean, you, you need some good guys there. He's a, he's a top 10 running back for me, and none of those other guys are top 10 running backs. Okay. They're... they're, they're High-end RB2s.
0: I'll defer to your uh, Montgomery knowledge. And the final question here from MJ23. Great nickname, and uh, thank you for the question. Is George Kittle versus Houston or Mark Andrews versus the Rams? I don't know where you're getting this team from, but it should just waltz right into the championship for the most part. Um, Can you flex one of those guys? I don't know. No, they're a coin flip. Yeah, it really does feel like a coin flip. With Kittle, I... Look, if Lamar Jackson plays, you start Andrews. If Lamar Jackson doesn't play, you flip a coin.
1: I, I think Kelsey and Kittle are uh, one and two. They have been the whole year. They will continue to be in Dynasty for the next couple of years. Uh, Mark Andrews is a number three, and and they are so close. And Andrews' fantasy production depends entirely on the touchdowns, whereas Kittle does not. Kittle can get 150 yards.
0: Yeah, but Kittle has, a I would dare say, a lower floor. Because Kittle has a couple
1: of games with, like, one catch this year. Well, I don't want to argue that kind of stuff. I'm saying championship game. uh, I would rather have George Kittle than Mark Andrews, but you flip a coin and decide for yourself.
0: Yeah. This isn't a case where we're going to say go with the higher ceiling. This is so close.
1: Also, uh, Kittle's playing Houston and Andrews is playing the Rams. One team is better than the other team. That's true. That's (laughs) very true. Now, take that for what you will. Uh, I'm
0: not sure. Okay, uh, a few more of our own lineup questions. I've got Kirk Cousins going to Green Bay and Taysom Hill in Carolina. And then I've also got Tyler Huntley um, in case uh, Lamar Jackson doesn't play. So obviously Cousins is uh, healthy. Taysom Hill just returned from the COVID list earlier today. Um, But if they all play, who who would I lean towards? Who should I go with there? I'm tempted to go Taysom Hill just because of the – uh, very high floor Of him So I like Kirk Cousins Yeah We talked about him earlier His great stats against Green Bay Just play him He's in the lineup right now
1: Division matchup He's going to have to throw it going to have to throw it to win uh, You know uh, Delvin Cook is going to get some touchdowns Or at least a lot of work But Justin Jefferson is going to get the ball uh, It's going to happen
0: And then uh, At wide receiver And this is another full PPR league Uh, Mike Williams versus Denver if he returns. Uh, We mentioned earlier that he has a good chance to return. Marquez Valdez-Scantling versus Minnesota. Uh, Van Jefferson going to Baltimore. Gabriel Davis versus Atlanta. Rashad Bateman versus the Rams. I think uh, as long as Mike Williams is healthy, I go with him. Um, But if not, I mean, I kind of want to get cute starting MVS, but I think that Van Jefferson might be the smart play there because – Baltimore is so bad against wide receivers right now. Um, they are giving up the fifth most points against. Then again, Minnesota's giving up the most points to wide receivers.
1: <sighs> yeah, that's tough. I, I, I like Van Jefferson. Um, I, I think that Mike Williams, at this point, coming back off the COVID list in a situation where he was already boomer bust um is going to ruin your fantasy team's chances if you start him. Ooh.
0: Ooh, I don't like that, Dave.
1: Start a guy who is more likely to be involved in the game. It's the truth. In the, in the it's game. the truth,
0: but I don't like it. Do you want a guy who's going to score 25 or 6? So then would you lean I mean with Van Jefferson, you've got o- o Beckham, who's really sort of emerged on that team as the number 2 option now. Uh, would you rather go
1: with a MVS? You're uh, not you're not considering that? No. Okay. We know Marquez Valdez-Scantling. We know how it works in Green Bay. We know that Alan Lazard and uh, uh, Devontae Adams get all of the touches. I feel like MVS is kind of above Lazard in the pecking order. you want to play MVS, then you're going to get a guy who reaches up for a touchdown and almost catches it. (laughs) Or or a Williams who uh, gets uh, an 80-yard... Uh, Defensive pass interference But doesn't count for him
0: Williams is the kind of guy Who has like Two catches on Seven targets For 75 yards Those are
1: not The best decisions Uh, Look
0: it's the last It's the last Spot on the team Obviously, uh, I
1: like Van Jefferson Right now If there's anyone You can get that's more Consistent Then I would go with them Uh, Like a waiver
0: wire You think there could Possibly be someone On the waiver wire
1: I don't know I guess guess There's a Kendrick Bourne I guess you could Take a look
0: there is Cortland Sutton. We just- I would not I would not go with that. Robbie <laughs> Anderson, Emmanuel Sanders, Marquez Calloway.
1: Nope, I'd play Van Jefferson.
0: Yeah. Uh and and then otherwise I've got Chase Claypool and Justin Jefferson. So Chase Claypool, I'll probably stick with him. Ugh. Not not the greatest, not the greatest. I don't want to sit here and groan about my team, but I'm in the championship. We'll
1: roll the dice and see what happens. Well, listen, it's not it's not always that we go over our own lineups, you know. The for the year, I think we've only mentioned it a couple times, uh, and and I hope that it hasn't been something uh, that has gotten up your uh, your nerves listening to the podcast. But I will say this: uh, it's a kind of an interesting conversation for us because just like you uh we get emotionally invested in the players that we have on our squad right
0: sometimes you just need to hear someone talk about it from the outside there was a there was a couple of like the Zeke Elliott versus Rashad Penny you didn't have any sort of uh qualms as to who you would start in that situation
1: I I don't right
0: and and that gives me pause when I was just like saying I'm gonna start Zeke but I want to find a reason to start Penny
1: because you still think Zeke is your stud right but he's not anymore
0: He's. I mean, he scores a lot of points, but then again, his ceiling is like 17.
1: You, you need to sleep on He that. just happens to keep hitting his ceiling <laughs> lately.
0: And then my very last decision, I have Hunter Henry. I can pick up Gerald Everett. Hunter Henry had such a big week two weeks ago and then had nothing last week. Gerald Everett doesn't get that much work,
1: so he's touchdown dependent. So I feel like Hunter Henry has the higher ceiling right here. Yeah, I would still go with Henry. But as you said earlier in the in the program, uh, Everett has been doing very well. So I would say Everett has the higher ceiling right now.
0: Okay, I feel like it, Everett's kind of like Zeke where he's just hitting his ceiling
1: lately. Henry is touchdown dependent. Everett seems to yeah, be... Yeah, but getting... Henry seems
0: like his ceiling is 25 points.
1: Everett's ceiling is like... 13 sure but if you look at targets uh based on what you were saying it seems like the targets are there for everett over the past couple weeks but if you discount the the really high scoring game that hunter henry had uh his, surely his targets are not at the same level as everett's um yeah i suppose everett's at a four to five target
0: per game and discounting that game uh, Henry is at a two to four
1: right so he's touchdown dependent or big game dependent in a uh, mismatches right Uh, And I like Hunter Henry. But if they're deciding not to go with Hunter Henry in that game, you're going to get two targets for 35 yards.
0: So they play Jacksonville. That's something. Jacksonville, middle of the pack when it comes to giving up points to tight. I have Henry
1: at 9 and Everett at 12, and that may change throughout the week. But I still think that Henry is – uh, the guy that will score more more points probably. Everett has maybe the higher floor, but we don't talk. We don't we don't play fantasy for floors. No, you don't play for floors this week. That's for <laughs> damn sure. So you want to have Henry, a guy that's involved, a guy that Mac Jones trusts, a red zone target on the New England Patriots, right? Yeah, I mean that's all those things are true. But if again, if if you want to go more consistent conservative. Then you may want a guy that goes four for fifty-seven, which is probably an Everett.
0: Yeah, that's a good way to lose by ten points <laughs> this week.
1: <laughs> so uh, it's
0: fantasy week. It's championship week, man. Championship, championship. tough. Got to make tough decisions.
1: To Ooh,
0: that is a sour beer. Tingles right, right here.
1: Alright, so now we're on to uh, popular acquisitions and plays for week 17, talking about those, uh, those plays that have been picked up off of the waiver wire uh, and those guys that you may want to start over the, the incumbent players that you've already had on your roster for a couple of weeks. Uh, Jason, if you'll just uh, start us off here and let's, uh, let's try to go quickly through these guys. Sure. Uh, for once, I didn't
0: write gigantic paragraphs for all of them. <laughs> so Elijah Moore on the Jets—he's uh, returning. Uh, he's been out since I believe week thirteen. Um, they, he's, the Jets are playing the Bucks. The Bucks have given up nine double-digit games to opposing wide receivers since their bye week in week nine. So Moore has averaged fifteen points per game in the last seven games that he's played. You know, between his bye and going down with injury. So. Um, I think that he's definitely if someone if he's available, he's definitely someone you should pick up just to have around in case, you know, more players have to sit because of COVID later in the week. Okay. Marquez Valdez Gantling, we talked about him a little bit. He's back from the COVID list. He's facing the Vikings. They give up the most points to opposing wide receivers. I think that he slots ahead of Alan Lazard in the pecking order. I think it's a sneaky start, especially if your lineup's blown up. But if you've got a lot of guys to choose from like maybe a Van Jefferson, um, I'm, I'm I'm coming around to that thought that probably it's not going to be Marquez Valdez-Scantling who uh, does it for you. So again, these are players that you're going to need to have in your back pocket just in case. Maybe not all players that you're going to want to start.
1: I think your analysis is good, but any uh, we all know that any Packers receiver not named Devontae Adams has no guarantees.
0: None at all. None at all. <laughs> Isaiah McKenzie, wide receiver in Buffalo, only owned in 11% of Flea Flicker leagues. So he blew up last week. He had 11 catches on 12 targets, 125 yards and a touchdown. The Bills are playing the Falcons this week. They give up the um, fourth most points to opposing wide receivers is what I got down here.
1: It sounds like a question.
0: I I seem to remember seeing them at fifth. I thought you said third earlier. <laughs> it's not like stats change during the week. I don't know what's going it, it, on here. It,
1: it depends on where you're looking and what. I
0: looked of- it up. I usually use Yahoo's fantasy points against. They give up a lot of a, points. That's a half point PPR They give up a lot of points. Sort of thing. That's the point.
1: They give up a ton of points. So, with, with Gabriel Davis and Cole Beasley both coming back from the COVID list, exactly. is that going to make you not start him?
0: I would definitely start um, Gabriel Davis over both of those guys. Isaiah McKenzie maybe next, and then Beasley last.
1: I feel like. All of them are traps because they've all... Because they're all going to be around. Because they've all been good. And so Josh Allen is good at spreading the ball around. It's true. And I don't think... And he's just going to run it anyways. I don't... (laughs) I don't think you're going to be able to... if you have Josh Allen, way to go. I don't think you're going to be able to pick which one is going to have the game, is all I'm saying.
0: (laughs) No, not with any sort of accuracy or predictiveness.
1: If you can can avoid it, don't start one of the little guys that is also on the Bills. Okay.
0: And I believe I'm going to get this right. Dare Ogunbowale... Uh, running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars Available in 13% Sounds good Of Flea Flicker Leagues But not in the Drink Five League Because Dave nabbed him this week Agun <laughs> That's a great toast Agun <laughs> will be taking James Robinson's place In the anemic Jaguars offense They're bad They really are However Last week Agun had 17 carries 2 receptions on 4 targets um, And there's a lot to be said about volume it's sort of the point we were making earlier about Rashad Penny versus Ezekiel Elliott. You want the guy who is way more likely to touch the ball 20 times uh, than the guy who's going to touch the ball 10 times and probably not more than 12. Yeah. So that's where Agun Bawale's value, uh, value comes in. Uh, he did find the end zone last week, but they're playing the Patriots this week. And if Bill Belichick decides that he's the biggest weapon on the team, then he is not going to do anything this week.
1: It's so funny on, on a on a team uh, on a league that only has six bench spots, right? I have um, I have six running backs. I have Sony Michelle, Chase Edmonds, Elijah Mitchell, jo- Jordan Howard, Jeff Wilson, and Daria Gunbowale. No way, because I don't want other people to have them. Well, that's true. <laughs> if
0: your opponent needs. Uh, if your opponent is in need of some running backs, then that's fine. I was uh, like, no. Here, here's the reason, uh, ladies and gentlemen, why Dave can roster that many running backs. Here's his wide receiver lineup Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Deontay Johnson.
1: Oh, they've been fine this
0: year. How many teams is Deontay Johnson like the distant third? He's the WR3 on my squad. Oh, my God. When did you draft
1: these? Guys? And Travis Devontae Kelsey. Adams,
0: first round. And Justin Cooper Herbert, Cup, sixth round very good team deontay johnson fifth round travis kelsey second round dave this is the drink five league this is the one that we want to promote the most good
1: squad kick some ass this week my friend appreciate it but this is a very good squad And nick folks the number one kicker you
0: were the number one uh (laughs) you know regular season team too
1: hey well i've got a picture of uh and then you've got the eagles
0: because everyone has to have someone who sucks
1: now the eagles have been awesome I just had them last week, scored 16 points. Yeah, they scored 16 points, points last week. <laughs> Although what's funny is I had the Miami Dolphins on the bench, and they scored like 23 or something. <laughs> so it's an embarrassment of versus between the Eagles and the Dolphins' defense.
0: Unfortunately, you can only start so many guys.
1: But yeah, Agunba Wale, I think, has a good chance of doing really well, but he's on the Jaguars, just like you said. Yeah. So that the chance is limited by the fact that he's on the Jaguars. <sighs> yeah.
0: You got Rex Burkhead, uh, Sexy Rexy in Houston. Uh, last week he went off against the Chargers, 22 carries, 149 yards, two touchdowns. What a game. It was like he was back in New England when he would do that once a year. And now he's on Houston, and there's no one else to give the ball to. So he might, might do this twice a year. However, they're playing the 49ers. The 49ers have been stout on run defense lately. They have not given up double digits to points to any running backs over the last three weeks.
1: And it's not going to start with Burkhead.
0: Probably not. If he scores a touchdown, he'll get double digits, but... That's it.
1: Well, he'll get he'll get volume,
0: right? He'll get volume. He gets tons of volume. Which is important. So it's a dart throw, but it's a good dart throw because he gets hard. His volume is basically guaranteed. Uh, a guy whose volume is not guaranteed, Derek Gore, running back for Kansas City, um, he looks really good when he's on the field. Last week he played the Steelers, and he was used in big chunks. I found this interesting. His 15 touches were split like this. He had five in a row, then four in a row, then three out of four plays, and then three in a row. So it's not like he's peppered in there when he's in the game they give him the ball
1: but keep in mind uh and and I'll let you continue of course but uh the Steelers have uh let a lot of running backs run against them for high yardage this year because they have missing pieces in the defensive line
0: right and uh Kansas City this week are playing the Bengals so that's going to be an interesting matchup it will probably be close um so anyways uh Gore has a minimum of 10.8 points per game uh, when he touches the ball at least 10 times, he's averaging 12.9 points over those games. Um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had a collarbone injury last week. The X-rays were negative. However, he's not going to be playing this week. He's not expected to play anyways. Um, so you can expect a split with Darrell Williams uh, and Derek Gore. Uh, you know, This is a, a situation where it's, it's a good idea to pick up Gore.
1: They're both flexible players, I think.
0: I think that that's right. And then uh, a guy who you may want to slot in to start... Uh, Boston Scott, so you also need to consider Jordan Howard here for the Eagles because Miles Sanders is out with a hand injury. It's up to Howard and Scott to handle the load. Of course, Jalen Hurts is going to run the ball a lot because that's what he does, but it's interesting because Howard didn't practice on Wednesday. He's got his own injury issues, so if Howard doesn't play, Boston Scott is going to be a featured running back that is available to pick up on the waiver wire right now. So the Eagles play Washington. They've given up three 15-plus point games in the last four weeks to opposing running backs. Um, they obviously sort of melted down last week. So the, you have to you know, ask yourself, are they going to be able to regroup or is it the end of the year for them?
1: The way that I look at the depth chart for the Eagles running backs goes Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard, Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, but you have to remember that Jordan Howard's out because he got a stinger. And a stinger uh, is what he had uh, two or three years ago that kept Jordan Howard out for like four games. Oh, uh, wow. So it's possible that you know he has the same kind of problem. Sounds like a murder hornet or something. <laughs> well, they call them stingers, but really they're just like intense uh, bone bruising and like, you know. Like a
0: super bad contusion. Yeah.
1: So if Jordan Howard can't play, I totally agree. Boston Scott... Uh, Kenneth Gainwell will get the uh, smaller percentage uh, mm-hmm. of the touches. But if Jordan Howard can play, he's been the guy who is taking the majority of the of the short yardage rushing, uh, which is great for that team because the Eagles have actually been playing well over the past couple weeks. Uh, we'll see what happens there, but this is such a toss-up. I hope that your championship doesn't come down to uh, deciding which Eagles running back that maybe you should play.
0: <laughs> Backup Eagles running back.
1: Uh, C.J. Uzoma, tight end Cincinnati, it's been a long time, it's been eight games since Uzoma has scored a touchdown, but he has an extremely consistent amount of targets, that's more than four per game over that same stretch of time, over those eight games, and he has a red-hot Joe Burrow throwing him the ball, so if you have to play Uzoma, expect no more than five to six fantasy points, (laughs) I'm just being honest, because he's not going to score a touchdown, Statistically, although it may seem like a decent matchup and Uzoma may seem to be due uh, for a touchdown, none of that is true. None of that is ever true. So Being due. Just because not you th- true. You think that this guy, who, by the way, is on a whole bunch of fantasy sites right now saying uh, you should start him for Week 17 for your championship week because he's going to score a touchdown for the first time. Now, I'm not here saying he's not going to score a touchdown, but statistically, he's not going to score a touchdown. <laughs> That's very true. So uh he's not a recommended play by uh by jason and 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 me kansas city
0: chiefs the last time they gave up double digit points uh to ricky seals jones was 13.8 points they've given up three touchdowns since then and none of those guys
1: topped 27 yards Trey Lance, uh, quarterback for San Francisco. We talked about him earlier when we are talking in the news segment. And after Garoppolo's right thumb sprain, it doesn't look like he'll suit up for the Week 17 matchup against the Texans. Now, this makes room for the 49ers rookie quarterback, Trey Lance, to make his second start this season in the NFL. In his first start at Arizona in Week 5, Lance had 192 yards passing. But the far more interesting stat was the 89 yards rushing that he racked up during that game. This dynamic quarterback is going to continue to do that kind of thing during the game. Scoring 15.58 fantasy points despite not scoring any touchdowns in the day says a lot for his fantasy floor. The other relevant game to talk about was in week four versus Seattle. He played in relief of Garoppolo there when Garoppolo went out, put up two passing touchdowns and 41 rushing yards, scoring 20.38 fantasy points in the second half. The second half, Jason, 20 plus points in the second half. That's a lot of points. The Texans are giving up the 12th most points to opposing quarterbacks with 18.4 per game I would wager because of his rushing prowess and dynamic abilities that Lance outscores that projection in this one therefore I would consider Lance to be a quarterback that you could start in the championship game and right now I have him as a number 13 quarterback between Kirk Cousins and Ryan Tannehill I was just going to ask you would you start him over Kirk Cousins I would not start him over you've Kirk got Cousins. Cousins
0: just above him
1: but you have to understand that, in general, a running quarterback makes more sense to start in fantasy games. The only reason why he's 13 right now is because I don't have a whole lot of trust in Trey Lance as a rookie. Yeah, But he has started a game. Uh, he's come in relief in a couple of games. And it looks to me like that 49ers offense with Samuel, with Mitchell, with Kittle. You know, they're flush with uh, offensive opportunities. And Trey Lance is in a really good position to show why he is the quarterback of the future in San Francisco. And so I think he could be a top 7-8 quarterback this week, and he may inch up in the rankings as we get closer to Sunday. All right. So to answer your question, uh, right now I would not start Lance over Cousins. But on Sunday, on Saturday, you know, maybe, maybe he'll <laughs> be change. like number eleven for me. Yeah. I, I I just have to watch more tape and I have to get more into it. Okay. Do, you, do you like Trey Lance or is he is he not like a a possibility for you right now? So you're not he's, paying that much attention?
0: I I, no, I I put in some claims for him this week. Yeah, um, he's like he's like an on the radar guy. Like, you know, I put in claims thinking I can start him in an emergency. I don't want to start him over the guys I have, but if, you know, somebody's out with COVID or whatever, then I can throw him in there and it's better than what I'm going to find on the wire on Sunday morning. Okay. So Trey Lance, uh, you know, I think that the one thing that Kyle Shanahan is really great at is designing an offense to work with the tools that he has on the team. And they're playing the Texans, and they're going to run the ball a hell of a lot. And if they're going to do designed runs for Trey Lance, which they do, they do a lot of them. In fact, I saw a stat earlier this year that said, like, um, Trey Lance had more design runs for him than Justin Fields throughout, like, the course of the season. And that was, you know, because they don't run the ball on purpose with Justin Fields, but they do with Trey Lance. So they're going to run the ball a lot with him on purpose.
1: It's not just going to be scramble drill stuff. You mean because one has a coach and a football team, and the other one is a Chicago Bear? Yes, that's precisely what I'm getting at. Got it. Without, you know, alienating
0: all of my <laughs> Chicago friends.
1: But but both of them have uh, similar skill sets when you're talking about being a dynamic football player, at least how they're supposed to be.
0: I believe um, they do. And you know what? Justin Fields might even be a better passer. Um but wow. I don't know much about either of them because they've either not played or not been used correctly.
1: Yeah, so we'll we'll see because it looks like uh, it is going to be a game where Lance gets to showcase his talents, and if he plays well here, he may well just continue that into the playoffs. Yeah, I don't see, like, I mean, obviously against
0: Houston, that's kind of an easier matchup, but if he plays really well and Garoppolo's not 100%, he'll start again next week. And if they make the playoffs, then it's a huge decision that they have to make. You know, do you go back to the guy uh, that got you there or do you go with a hot hand? Yeah. That's tough. I, I I don't get paid enough to make that decision. <laughs> 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 All right. The sound of endless love growing
1: inside and All right, coming up, uh, some audience comments and questions. We're going to go over those uh, and then wrap up this thing, and everyone can uh, can get to their final lineup tinkering before the big game.
0: Oh, there's going to be plenty of tinkering all week long. Be careful with tinkering. So we always say that. Don't tinker. Don't make last-minute decisions on Sunday morning. Stuff like that. I do have to say, though, that anecdotally, one year in the championship, I had to pick up Kellen Moore and start him on Sunday morning, and I won that game. Because Kellen Moore scored negative two points in the first quarter, or the or first half, something like that, and finished the game with 24 points. And there you go. It so was... You
1: can fumble and still win at the end. It was
0: a you know fantasy football Christmas miracle. <sighs> because the... You know, that weekend used to be on Christmas.
1: Well, here's some stuff. Pangea 4-5 says, I need to bench one of the following in a half PPR league. Antonio Gibson, Aaron Jones, Cordrell Patterson, DeAndre Swift. And which one should it be? Um, I would lean Antonio
0: Gibson here. Uh, DeAndre Swift is a guy that you mentioned earlier that people are saying don't start him. But DeAndre Swift has the juiciest lineup. They're playing the Seahawks. Seahawks are giving up the second most points. Hey, it's who it's who to bench,
1: not, not who to start.
0: I well, I know. What I'm saying is <laughs> DeAndre Swift I don't want to bench him. Um so I, I go I go Antonio Gibson. Cordell Patterson is the only weapon on that offense, so you gotta keep him in. And I don't even know why Aaron
1: Jones is on this list. You start Aaron Jones. <laughs> Sounds good uh number two fantasy sven says darren waller and miles gaskin were my two guys i had on many a teams and planted that flag firmly clearly things just don't work out sometimes uh-huh. that's fantasy football for you and we yeah. say yeah that's right sven
0: i rolled with miles gaskin in a couple of teams uh. and i'm not in the championship in either
1: rolling with gaskin that's the name of your fantasy team next year i hope not i don't want to do that <laughs> um Quoth the Ravens, which is a, a good name. It's a good name. This Damian Harris, Antonio Gibson, or Chase Edmonds decision in my RB2 spot for the championship has me in an absolute pretzel. Any help? So I say, first, untangle yourself. And, and these then... pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> And and then decide on Harris Gibson or Edmonds. Now we we had just talked how uh, about how Gibson might be a little bit lower on the totem pole, and I think that's true here too. I think Gibson is the odd man out here. Uh, Edmonds and Harris are better plays.
0: Yeah, and Harris, New England back. You never know who the hell they're going to go with. Yeah. Uh, I like if, if there's no James Conner, Edmonds easily here. Yeah. And if there is a James Connor, then you've got to flip between Harris
1: and Edmonds. Uh, I'm not going to read the name of, of this, uh, commenter, but, uh, let's start with SBD, uh, in a PPR league for running back. He has Burkhead, Boston, Scott, or Agunba Bawale. So Jason, I'll leave this up to you based on our decision. Uh, Burkhead, Scott or Agunba Wale. Wow. We talked about all three of these guys. Totally. Um, Way to way to place this one there, Dave. I
0: didn't place it. It's just a question. So if there's no one else playing, as in like Howard, certainly Sanders, then I would go with Scott here. Otherwise, I would go with Agunbowale over Burkhead. That that sounded like a question. I meant it to
1: be a statement. (laughs) I would go with
0: Dare Agunbowale,
1: and I agree. So if Jordan Howard's not playing and it's just Scott, then Scott, uh, I think, elevates Elevates. himself to the top. Otherwise, it's going to be Agun And
0: then at tight end, he wants to know Hunter Henry or Gerald Everett. Another well-placed question that we already discussed. It wasn't placed. (laughs) No, this was... I'm gonna destroy this, everything on this the was last actual,
1: show. This was actually your exact question. We already covered it. It totally was. So um, I say Henry. Jason wants to find a reason to play Everett.
0: No, I really don't. I don't <laughs> want to start a tight end from Seattle that's not named Jimmy Graham. Seattle offense for the win. Uh, I mean, that's the that's the Rashad Penny <laughs> thing going on. So
1: uh, well Seattle's a running team now, so at least you know that's gonna happen.
0: Give me they've always been a running team, Dave. Yeah. Give me Hunter Henry or well, give me Death.
1: Not in the beginning of the year when Russell Wilson is healthy. So yeah. That's just Russell Wilson's team.
0: Dave, I want to know, what's your most clever fantasy name, team name this year?
1: Uh, I like Kelsey Grammer. That's my favorite.
0: That's a good one. And you've got uh, you know, the picture of...
1: Uh, you know, well, I have Kelsey Grammer, uh, who is in Kelsey a Traverse, Travis Kelsey jersey.
0: Oh, nice. There's a little Photoshop job? Yeah, you. a little Photoshop. Nice. Very nice.
1: Kelsey Grammer is my favorite and, and probably my best team, Yeah, to be fair.
0: I've got um, Peyton's oh. Hill to Die On. Which is a leftover from last year uh, when he was starting when it was thought that he would start him over Drew Brees, so it really seemed uh, very apt. But I kept it because it still works, and it's the uh, the the guy looking back meme. He's walking with his girlfriend and he looks back at another girl. That's the that's Drew Brees as the existing girlfriend, and you know, well the great thing Sean Payton
1: is the guy. The great thing about having such a humorous fantasy team name is that even after you lose, you can still look back and then chuckle mildly. <laughs> <laughs> at at your past uh, uh, transgressions in yes. fantasy,
0: yes. <laughs> and, and last year was the whole Taysom Hill isn't a wide receiver, blah blah blah. Yes, or running back or whatever the hell he was. Um,
1: where's our next question coming? Mister Tolly says says okay. I have a four headed monster at running back this week in my fantasy football championship, and which of these three are you starting? So non PPR, you have to do three of sony michelle aaron jones zeke and harris it's funny because like all of these uh some of them have come across in our own decisions and you'll notice that that happens uh with any championship lineup questions that there's always going to be a, a lot of the same players that make a it to the theme team. of players
0: yeah. well nobody's asking us if they should start cooper cup or not no <laughs> but
1: i bet a lot of people are Have cooper cup so in a standard scoring league uh do you start michelle jones zeke and harris Uh, Uh, And you want three of those. So, basically, you're just looking for one of them to sit. Yes. Um, I would sit Damien Harris.
0: Michelle and Aaron Jones are are easy. So, the decision here is between Zeke and Damien Harris.
1: I sit Zeke. Yeah. Uh, Harris um, has been good. It's hard to... But, but again... This one's tough. We were talking about New England running backs, you know... Uh, but yeah, I I sit Zeke. I just don't trust Zeke uh, in his split carries in that particular offense. Uh, I feel like Pres- Prescott is doing doing well. I don't know. Uh, I I don't trust Zeke in Week Seventeen. Uh, but but it's obviously a coin flip between uh, Jason and I. So we'll go with go with your gut. Go with your favorite. <laughs> And Jason uh why don't you read us our last two we have two uh, more questions.
0: FF Stream TTV. Yes. Wants to know, do not fall for the trap, Jared Goff <laughs> possibly not starting for Detroit. Do not start the Seahawks defense special teams in this week in fantasy. We, what he's saying is that Detroit is going to rise from the ashes like a phoenix and smash the lowly
1: Seattle Seahawks. Well, we already know that Amon-Ra has done well regardless of his quarterback. Uh He's like a top 5 uh, wide receiver, and, the last I don't and, know five weeks and or something. Josh Reynolds is also doing well there. Uh, they don't need TJ Hawkinson, they don't need uh, running backs. It doesn't matter. Detroit will just suddenly do well for no reason. Um, uh, that's very Detroit of them. Do you know what? Uh, I think I don't know if it was the coach who said this or someone else on the on the uh in the organization, but somebody said, and maybe you can back me up on this or look it up. I think I know what you're getting at, but somebody said, uh, uh we're gonna shut down DeAndre Swift right after we play. Uh, Right after we play Green Bay. Right after we play Green Bay. Which is
0: their week 18 opponent. (laughs) Yes. (laughs)
1: uh, Okay.
0: And they also (laughs) asked uh, Dan Campbell if he would play tight end if they were short. Uh, And he said, probably not. I think I would leave a kneecap on the field.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I I think so. And maybe an ankle.
0: (laughs) So um, I I like what's going on in Detroit this week. I am not disagreeing with you, Mr. FF Stream TTV. Um, That being said, I'm still going to start with Sean Benny. But that has nothing to do with uh, what you had to share with us here, yeah, which just, was Yeah, just
1: that Detroit will probably score more points than you think they should. That's that's so very detroit them. <laughs> I don't know. Like, not going to win any games, and then they're just going to win a bunch at the end for no reason. No, I
0: mean, Seattle just lost to Chicago. They're not going to, like... Oh, they might. Oh, Seattle. You know, they're talking about, you know, not they, but, like, the fans in Seattle are like, we need to get rid of Pete Carroll. What are they going to do? I have no idea. <laughs> If they get rid of Pete Carroll, he's going to be hired the next day by yep. another team. Yep. Uh, and then Ron Ron 654. <laughs> Which tight end to start this week? Half PPR. Uzoma versus Kansas City, Komet versus the Giants, or Everett versus Detroit. I think that matchup for Komet is incorrect.
1: Um, Komet is playing the Giants.
0: Oh, the Giants are playing the Bears. Yeah. I thought that was next week. And then um, what do we like here? Uzoma, you just mentioned he's getting how many points this week? Five or six?
1: Yeah, five or and six. That's it. Five or six fantasy
0: points. Uh, Cole Komet, <laughs> uh, I don't know what to say about Kmet. He's a solid tight end too. So you got to go. Absolutely.
1: Gerald Everett. I, I agree, Everett. And and you know the other guys are great tight ends. They're just they're not scoring points because they're not getting touchdowns. And uh, if you want to go for for Everett. Uh, then, then you're looking at a guy who occasionally scores a touchdown, which, uh, in, in weeks 12 and week 16, he had, uh, in a, in a half PPR league, uh, 12 and 15 points respectively. Okay. Uh, just don't even look at his negative one versus San Francisco.
0: (laughs) He got a catch. He fumbled it and they didn't go to him again. No, but, but but if
1: if you average his points, then Everett is clearly doing better than either commit. or or Yuzoma, over the past several weeks. And that's what we're looking right. for, is the possibility of doing well. Um, and and I like it. Now, I'm looking right now at Fantasy Pros, uh, at the Gerald Everett little uh, scorecard that shows his, his game lineup. And according to Fantasy Pros, from weeks 1 through 8, he had a lot of bad matchups. Uh, Tennessee, Minnesota, the Rams, Pittsburgh, and New Orleans, all of whom are pretty good against tight ends. And in the last half of the season, he scored more points and had better matchups. Now, going up against Detroit in Week 17, not a bad matchup. Yeah. So I I don't mind Everett here. Um, But as we said before, uh, he's not a TE1. He's probably the best TE2 that you could start on your team.
0: Yeah, so recently, uh, last week, the Lions gave up 13.2 to uh, Kyle Pitts. Week before, 10.4 to Zach Hurts. In Week 14... Albert oh God I'm not gonna get that one 12.6 points Ok oh that was that was properly butchered uh, I apologize to Albert and uh you know week 12 10.4 to Jimmy Graham <laughs> and 10.5 to Kmet. so definitely Detroit
1: here we go That's a long drawn-out. Okwegbunam. <laughs> Okwegbunam. Okwegbunam.
0: Okay, it, it's it's pronounced like it's spelled, of course.
1: We are now a pronunciation podcast. Okwegbunam. <laughs> you have to say things slowly if you are a pronunciation podcast. Mariota. Albert Okwegbunam. Okay, Okwegbunam. Okay, Tongue of Iloa. Tongue of Iloa. Yes.
0: <laughs> you just need to lower your voice a little bit.
1: At least I know I how to pronounce Tongue of Yeah, because we've had to say it like almost every week. Yeah, but but still there are people uh, who, are, who are getting paid uh, millions of dollars, maybe not millions, but hundreds of thousands of dollars to announce his name and say it incorrectly. So there's that. Anyway, I, I really want to thank everybody uh i have to say uh if there are any questions in the chat room please go ahead and ask us right now it looks like one might be coming in yes it's a dfs question and dfs is fine we Uh, don't play
0: dfs just as a um as a disclaimer
1: but we'll do our best and and so let's go ahead and, and answer this one particular question and and to jason's point i have won money at dfs i don't play it on a regular Religiously, basis. sure.
0: Okay, so Dak Prescott is sixty seven hundred dollars. Justin Herbert is sixty eight hundred, and Joe Burrow's is sixty nine hundred. So our matchups are as follows: Mr. Burrow's plays the Chiefs, and this is a
1: question I can answer pretty easily. I think.
0: Oh, really? Are you going to lean Justin Herbert here? Uh. They play the Broncos. The Broncos are good defense.
1: So so, Dak and Burrow are expensive because they did well last week. And because DFS is a don't forget what you did last week kind of a situation. Okay. Because most of the players that play DFS uh, have very short memories.
0: That's the whole point of DFS, I think.
1: Herbert is a quarterback that has been over the year better than both of them. And I would start Herbert versus Denver in a heartbeat. Uh, Over Dak Prescott and Joe Burrow's matchup,
0: Denver Broncos giving up the third fewest points to opposing quarterbacks. However, Arizona Cardinals giving up the fifth fewest points (laughs) to opposing quarterbacks. Detroit Lions giving up. Oh no, that's not uh, Kansas City. The matchup, Kansas City City giving up the fourth most points.
1: Look, this is this is people people expecting Joe Burrow to to have like 500 yards game after game as a uh, as a new quarterback in the league uh is is realistically out of touch
0: i like where you're going here as far as value goes and that's what we're not just picking the players we also need to take into account the cost justin herbert should be much more expensive than these two because he is a better quarterback so i like justin herbert there and then you've got Devontae adams versus minnesota Diggs versus atlanta Chase versus Kansas City, Debo versus Houston, Cup versus Baltimore. Pick two or three. Well, certainly Devonte Adams and Cooper Cup.
1: Pick two or three. Those are the two that I pick, and Debo Samuel, because uh, that's just Adams, Cup, and Samuel are clearly the top three. Now that is Cup, Adams, Samuel, according to my ratings this particular week. Fine. I mean,
0: you might want to argue Adam's cup, Samuel, just because there's, you like alphabetical order. Yeah, there's no
1: there's no reason <laughs> to argue between, between two amazing cups of hot chocolate.
0: Great episode of 99% Invisible I just listened to about just alphabetical put order. Put the
1: little marshmallows in it and call it a day. Okay.
0: <laughs> Javante Williams versus the Chargers. David Montgomery versus the Giants. Josh oh, we're doing Jacobs the whole lineup. Oh, versus Indy. Right. Joe Mixon versus Kansas City. I didn't realize. Zeke versus Arizona. Pick two. So, um, Dave, you said um, Mr. Montgomery is a top 10 guy. They are playing the Giants. Fine by me. And I would go with Joe Mixon as well. So Montgomery and Mixon uh, are my choices there.
1: Yep. Monty and Mixon. Monty and Mixon. Keep it
0: rolling if you got it, Mike. Um, we're we're here for another. Well, that sounds like the DF,
1: DFS lineup.
0: I, I mean, I guess there's a tight end coming in a moment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we know what to do. Uh, we, we are going to suggest that you play Hunter Henry over Cheryl over John- <laughs>
0: <laughs> No, but he's going to be like, should I play Travis Kelsey or, um, I don't know, George Kittle or Mark Andrews?
1: Why don't you wrap us up, Jay?
0: Well, I would go with Travis Kelsey in that situation. <laughs> oh, Dawson Knox or Gisecki. Um Oh, my. Ugh. This isn't as fun of a choice as I thought it this would be.
1: This is an easy choice. It's... Dawson Mike Knox Isacki. has been tearing it up. Has he? You're insane. Do you have no Knox on any of your fantasy games? No. Dawson Knox has been one of the arguably best tight ends uh, of the entire year. And so there's there is no doubt. Has he? No doubt it's Dawson How Knox. How
0: have I not been at all aware of this? I look at this shit all the time.
1: I have no idea.
0: None at all. Dawson Knox is the number six tight end on the, le- on the year okay yeah Dawson Knox
1: yes no more arguments well you know he's also playing against Atlanta uh, yeah. <laughs> and and Dawson Knox is going to be open all the time I mean
0: <laughs> not everybody can catch every pass on every play for uh for Buffalo
1: all right well I, I hope I hope that but lineup, yeah
0: Giseki struggled to get like five points last week so
1: I hope that lineup works out for you Knox is a good start and uh, if it does, then we, we expect you to uh, send the money to P.O. Box 6478. Care uh, of Drink5.com. That's right. .com. Uh, to, uh To the Studio 265 in <laughs> Chicago, Illinois. We appreciate it.
0: All right. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening this year. Thanks for listening tonight. Um, we will have uh, some random shows throughout the year. We'll have more content on our website as well. Um, So please don't be a stranger. Hit us up on Twitter. Email us, Jason at Drink5.com or Dave at Drink5.com. And just to answer one last question, start Saquon Barkley because the Bears are terrible. Drink5, Dave. Cheers. Good luck this week.